Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast. I'm Jenny Stevenson, your host, and I'm here with Dr. Peter Bernstein. Peter. And for us today, the day we're recording our podcast is Veterans Day. And we just got done doing one of, I think, our favorite things to do during the year, which is to ride in our hometown's Veterans Day parade here in Petaluma. I think it's one of the best events our city puts on. Big turnout, very positive group of people in the parade and watching the parade. Uh, We were able to um, host in the big truck, uh, not only Peter and I and Benny, our dog, our wonderful dog, but Don Streeper, uh, who's on a board member of SCTT, Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, who is a sponsor for our podcast. And Don is a Marine veteran, and it was a treat to have him come with us. Hmm? It was a treat to have him yeah, come with us. Yeah, it was. And Don has Parkinson's. He told me today it was from the Camp Lejeune Water yeah. when he was a Marine. And I've heard a lot of that on the, on the uh, advertised, especially for legal um, yeah, are there some suits? And Don yeah. said he's not suing, but he says anybody who was stationed there for a long period of time, like he was, had drank the water, which is, it turned out to cause these to- very toxic effects. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a pleasure. It was an honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. The, the turnout is enormous 35 to 40,000 people. Is that what they were saying? That's what they said. It's huge. And yeah. it is huge. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. I really enjoy it today. So I, this is a special day. I think the whole tone of the entire town is a very um, a time of uh, uh, holiday and openness and neighborliness. It's really sweet. It is. It There's is. a lot of that. And, and, and a feeling of being proud of our country, of our vets, of, of the kind of values and service that are what has made our country strong. Um, the other thing we want to talk about today, uh, you mentioned, is caregivers. And there's a there's a connection to me because um, both service members, veterans, and caregivers are usually very selfless people, sacrificial people, who put themselves on the line to help others. Well, we find out in preparing for the parade when we're getting a line. You know, if there's any need, everybody's so willing to help. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful feeling, uh, really, is of uh, giving and the selflessness and. Uh, Certainly, a lot of the military, the uh, police, whatever, they're very service-oriented. They are. And boy, does it show in this time of year. Uh, but we do, we want to talk about that because we're still being affected by it. We just got out of that parade probably an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it, it really is an uplifting experience for us. I also want to bring up, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, and a lot has happened since then. Um, we are definitely emphasizing supported and caregivers of all kinds, whether they're the military families and loved ones, uh, uh, the workers. Uh, we want to emphasize the caregivers in general and the families in need. And there's a reason. Um, one of the things that our institute and the things that we've done at our work that we're running into, and we're, we're seeing a lot of it, is the difference between those folks that are what we call narcissists who are very self-involved and have a very hard time um, really being selfless and giving and caring. They they find lots of different ways to get people to take care of and give to them. But when it comes to really giving, it seems to be, for them, it's just a different language almost. But what we've seen lately, and in fact, a lot of the op-ed pieces in the New York Times, I think the Wall Street Journal, I'm just 
of some. I've never seen more articles, practical articles on narcissists right. and the the damage they do and the people they play upon, which are usually what they call empaths, right? Empathic people. Now, the reason that's so relevant is when you talk about caregivers, and we in our early trainings talk about this a lot. Caregivers, for the most part, and I mean mostly, are empathic people. Nice. Because of that, they're willing to give so much over themselves, being selfless, caring, and giving. And, and, and many of the caregivers, it's for real. That's the way they, they function. Um, we also find that they take on a lot of negative energy because they're open to helping people in need mm -hmm. um, without, and without their expecting too much in return. Uh, Self-care, unfortunately, is not a big part of it's empaths. It's not one of their main strengths. And that's one of the things that we are emphasizing training yeah. um, to make sure that they realize they must, particularly empathic people, to, to protect themselves, to recharge their batteries and energy because they give so much. But interestingly, the dichotomy between a narcissist and an empath is very interesting. We're seeing a lot of the impact of what narcissists do mm -hmm. in relationships. They actually play upon empathic people. That was an interesting um, point that many of the articles you found and shared with us lately pointed out this common pattern of a relationship between a narcissist and an empath. Yeah, I, I think that you got to know about a lot of empaths have damage and pain in their lives, trauma. And it's made them many times more empathic, but that also caused blind spots. And they like to rescue people. They like to, uh, their discernment at certain times just doesn't work right. And so they're, they're very much willing to give. But for, an, for a narcissist, this enables the narcissist to continue in their very selfish, self-involved behaviors. It's an opportunity for them to um, manipulate or take exploit. advantage and exploit someone who's just ready to give, 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 and they want to receive, receive, receive. And you know, the reason we're bringing this up is we're seeing so much of it. But yeah, we're talking about today, how is this relevant? We support caregivers, we could, all kinds, from the military, from families in need. Um, we see the 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 burdens that caregivers carry and how much they're willing to go through. We also see they're too easily exploited. And not only that, they put themselves in positions of being exploited and actually hurt over and over again. Because they're empaths, because they've been wounded, it's almost like we call it enabling. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also call it reenactments where they'll keep doing the same things over and over again. I'm talking about reenactment right now in the sense of putting themselves in situations they really shouldn't, where they need to know how to deal with it much more discerningly and good judgment, and they don't. So they keep up with these very negative patterns with a narcissist who will play on this and exploit it as long as they can. So we're seeing that, we're very concerned about it because we are com committed to helping uh, caregivers begin to take care of themselves, yeah. to understand the need for boundaries, to understand their bodies better and the energy that they're willing to give. And as you know, caregivers, most of it is giving, but they're also absorbing some very negative energy. So we're paying attention to this lately. We're seeing this new issue. I don't think it's new. I just think it's coming up 
in the public awareness. Becoming more aware, yeah. right. Anything that, that would drain a caregiver, such as a relationship with a narcissist, is going to um, be detrimental to their health and to the calling that they feel so passionate about. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves or be resilient. They're going to end up burning out. And our commitment is to help caregivers not burn out because it's such an important profession and uh, such a high calling. It's, that's just what I was saying. We consider it a very high calling. I just was in Florida and it struck me again. Um, visiting my 97-year-old mother who for her birthday. And she's staying now in a, what they call a uh, memory care facility in Florida, a beautiful place, run beautifully. But I know a lot of the people that work there. I know caregivers in Florida. I know caregivers in hospice. And what really struck me personally is such a high calling and such an extraordinary, unusual kind of job to do because they put themselves, they have to put themselves in order to take care of these people that are going through these late stages near, you know, late in life, dementia, strokes, debilitating diseases and things. But there's a lot of what they call acting out, a lot of really strange. Uh, and it's due to the dementia, these people are not necessarily really actively trying to cause trouble. They're, this is just part of the disease. And it is so clear that the people who work there are able to remember that and be kind and patient and, uh, and effective. And effective. In yeah. other words, they know where to set the boundaries. They know that we're not talking for them to become punching bags. And believe me, what I saw there, they could. It, but it does mean that they tolerate and they're patient and they accept the situation as it is and work within it. And I look at these folks and I know some of them personally, and I think they're angels. What they're willing to do, most people just would not do. They, if they had a choice, it wouldn't be something they choose. These people choose it as a profession. There's certain cultures that um, lend to this, uh, the Haitian culture, the Fijian culture, sometimes the Filipino and Mexican cultures. They seem to have a component where they have a, a deeper sense of empathy for the elderly, for the sick, where uh, they give a lot. We work with a lot of them. And one of the things we found out is self-care is not part of what their culture emphasizes. Mm. And it takes a toll. And many of them, I have to say, I've seen this, wind up with narcissists. We've seen it on our own staffs. And we see the price that they pay. And they barely understand why they become more and more unhappy and that's, unfulfilled. That's part of the problem is that they maybe have a sense that there's something not going very well, but they are, another thing impasse to is, I think, is they'll sometimes blame themselves. They'll think, I must be doing something wrong, I'm at fault here, and then the whole important issue is missed. Well, one of the things about empaths, really, as I mentioned before, they have their own pain, they have their own traumas, we call it complex developmental trauma from the past. So that's left these wounds that keep blind spots. Um, the deeper part of usually the empath like that is a need that wasn't fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And a need when it should have been fulfilled when they were younger, and it wasn't. So what happens is it translates out later in life as these other kind of behaviors. They give, they help others, but they do it with some very serious blind spots. We want to emphasize that that is not the way to go. 
We also want to emphasize to a narcissist, wake up you, what you've been allowed to exploit and manipulate for your own self-serving has nothing to do with loving. It has nothing to do with giving or selflessness. It has to do with you, only you. And you're usually quite bright, so you can manipulate and make it sound like you're very caring and very loving. But when we really looked up, look at it, most of the time, it's not true. The words are empty. They're not selfless at all. In fact, that doesn't seem to enter into their repertoire. So what's the best people for them to, to plague upon is the empath. So we have empaths that are drawn toward being caregivers, and they are... They, many of them that I know are angels are so good at. We also have those that are drawn toward the wrong kind of relationships that are very toxic and don't create fulfillment or happiness. Um, we want that kind of awakening to happen so empaths can begin to protect themselves. As caregivers, absolutely protect because they give all the time, and yet what they're taking on is so negative. And it can be deadly and lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. The same things can happen in their personal lives. So we want to emphasize and support you to, number one, wake up. Take a look at this situations. Pay attention here. Should you have fulfillment in your life? Should you find happiness? The answer is, if anybody deserves it, it's you. Absolutely. For what you do and yeah. what you care about. I know you may not always think you do deserve it. Because that seems to be a wound that they walk away with is that they're really doing, am I really worthy of this? Mm -hmm. It's a leftover remnant from distorted development. Yeah. But of course you are worthy of it. Don't expect a narcissist to ever fulfill that. Um, it's got to be dealt with directly. The other part of it is when you're working as a caregiver, we almost can't expect that because the people we're dealing with are so debilitated that we know that they're not going to be able to give us very much. And yet it is possible to become very fulfilled mm -hmm. and to find a happiness deep within ourselves about what we're willing to do. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Here's the one thing. You still have to deal with the energy that you put out, the energy, the negative energy you've taken on by dealing with these six folks. And they're not narcissists. It's just the situation is they really can't give you very much. That's the similarity between a narcissist and some of the sick folk, sick folks that we deal with. In spirit and in background, it can be extremely different, but in action, there's a real similarity. Mm -hmm. So the empath's gonna give in either way in one of those situations, but do you know how to take care of yourself? Are you willing to work it out to the point where you can get through your blind spots and see things as they are and deal with it more practically and realistically, and also to protect yourself? And if you're in a bad relationship with a narcissist, I, I'll tell you what, either straighten it out or get out because you're going to wind up very depleted and um, very and unfulfilled. And your health may suffer too. And your health, if you're burned out, yeah. will suffer. Yeah. And that's the same thing for caregivers. Yeah. you got to pay attention to all of these things because your health will deteriorate. We're committed to training and helping others to not burn out and to find ways to stay fulfilled, to grow, to improve. And to, that may be your personal lives as well, or we hope it is. I want to emphasize something that we've done lately um, that <laughs> we were told by some people who helped. You ought to read our own book, and because um, it's really good. And it's called uh, 
trauma healing the head and epidemic. We wrote it about 13 years ago. Yeah. It's a, I, I have to tell you, it is a very, very solid, good book on trauma and many of the things we're talking about. We are going to update that book and, and add a lot more about caregiving in it, although it's got plenty of caregiving issues in there, and also about the effects of the pandemic, um, because we feel that these things are, will bring everything right up to the present. But this book is solid. I'm learning from it. I can't believe I wrote it, because it's that clear and down to earth. We wrote it for everybody, not just clinicians. We hope you'll get a copy of this book. Mm -hmm. And this is the time in life where trauma is being emphasized like never before. This book is the real thing. And we are too for you. Anything that we can do to support the caregiver, the family in need, please get in touch with us. Get in touch with our nonprofit, Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment. Get in touch with us here at the Bernstein Institute. We are deeply committed to you and appreciate what you're doing and know how much it takes. And we wish you the best, but we want you to know that we're right, we'll be right alongside you. We're moved to the same high calling. Only our job is to also support you. That's the purpose of this podcast today. Right. And I'll just add that uh, our podcast is sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, SCTT, a 501c3 charity that relies on donations to keep us on the air. We are on the air in all the podcast outlets. We have our own YouTube channel. We have Facebook and Instagram. Please like and share. Uh, Peter and I can be reached at 707-781-3335 or Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com. Our book is available on Amazon. And we are also, just I'll briefly say that Giving Tuesday is coming. It's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And we are uh, hoping to receiving support from SCTT through donations on that day. So please consider, there's a donate button on their website, sctraumatreatment.org. Thank you, and we'll see you again soon. All our best. Take care of yourself. Bye.